Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Dan McLaughlin. He's a Cardinals broadcaster, host of Scoops with Danny Mac weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock. You can find his work, scoopswithdannymac.com, and we'll be watching him plenty over the next few days as the Cardinals continue having these doubleheaders. Dan, how you doing today, man? I am doing great. How about you guys? Oh, we are just fantastic. So let's start. We talked a little bit earlier today about the Yadier Molina situation from last night. Let's start with the other big story from last night's game, and that is Jack Flaherty and the struggles that we saw from him on the mound. We discussed this a little bit, Dan, and I said I'm not too worried yet about Flaherty because it was really one big blow up as opposed to a a continuation of issues from the rest of the season that he's had. But what did you see from him last night and how how important is it going to be for him to get this thing turned around before the Cardinals get into the postseason? I, th- I think it's vital that he get it, uh, gets it turned around because you are relying on him to be a pseudo ace of this team. He's not in 2020. Um, that ace title is going to the guy that is pitching today in Adam Wainwright. Um, I-, I think it's kind of an outlier for him because he he just has not pitched well against the Milwaukee Brewers. And maybe the Brewers have a tell on him. Maybe he's tipping a pitch against the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, whatever the case may be. It's one thing when you give up home runs and you give up hits. The disappointing thing for me with Jack last night is that he didn't give you innings. And you needed innings, even when you don't pitch well, and you know what the Cardinals are facing with a depleted bullpen, and you know you have a doubleheader today, you have another one coming up over the weekend with Pittsburgh. You needed the innings, and you didn't get it from Jack. And, and that was the disappointing thing for me. It's it's not that he didn't pitch well last night. It's It's the fact that he has not pitched well against Milwaukee and at that ballpark um, in his short career. So they've got something on him, and I'm not overly concerned about a BK one bit. He's got good stuff. There is no questioning that. He was hitting 95, 96 on the gun, so it's not a physical thing. I'm sure he's going to be fine. It's just one of those things where he just didn't have it last night. Yeah, I was concerned watching that last night, but my concern actually dove deeper into the bullpen situation. Because, as as we've talked about, Wayno's had some magnificent performances this year, saved this team so many innings of bullpen action. KK's done the same. Dakota Hudson, his last start, you know, gets you a lot of innings. And so far, Jack Flaherty, as a starter this year, hasn't really munched up the innings that he's probably had to to keep the bullpen safe. I'm just worried, how much can the bullpen take of, not Jack Flaherty per se, individually but if the starting pitchers don't get deep enough into that especially with the injuries right now well last night was concerning because Reyes and Cabrera to me were off limits and Chris Matt was going to give you innings Kaminsky was going to give you innings today's a little different story because you can go back to some of those guys that we could not see uh, last night so You've got Oviedo going in game two. Wainwright has come up uh, ribs when you've, you've needed him most. It, it just seems like his spot comes up when the Cardinals need him most. And I, I was doing 
the numbers with this, or at least looking back on the schedule when the Cardinals need them. First game back, 17-day layoff. You're taking on the White Sox. You have no idea what the team is going to look like. You got a doubleheader. What does he do? Gives you five innings, two hits, one earned run, picks up a win. The Cardinals had lost five straight, and it was a couple against Pittsburgh in that doubleheader. They had lost the first two games against Cleveland. One of those games was a blowout. It was a Saturday game against the Indians, which was extra innings. And then what does he do on his birthday? He gives you nine innings, four hits, two earned runs, and a win. The Cardinals had lost back-to-back games, including an opener in Chicago. What does he do in a doubleheader? Goes six and a third, six hits, two earned runs, and a win. So with Adam Wainwright, one of the things that he has done, even without his best stuff, he will find a way to make an adjustment. Doesn't always happen in his career. Sometimes he gets knocked out early, and we'll see what happens today. Maybe he's got great stuff. Sometimes he doesn't have his best stuff, but he'll make an adjustment on the fly, and that's what great pitchers do. They find a way to make an adjustment. Again, doesn't happen all the time. It's something I'm sure that Jack will learn. And, and you know, to take it back to Jack just for a moment, one of the things that the Cardinals were very cautious with, and you got to remember, going back to even last year in the NLCS, so if you go back to when he was pitching, he had had a game in the NLCS, he made a few starts in spring training, and then basically it was starting from scratch in summer camp, then the shutdown. They were going to be very cautious with him and build him back up. So they knew when he was going to make starts, the bullpen was going to be asked to get a lot of innings. So not all of this should be put on him. And the other thing, too, I think expectations were so high coming off of his second half of last season, they're probably too high. The expectations are like, okay, it's Jack Flaherty's start. Everybody take a day off. He's going to give you eight or nine innings. It's not going to happen. The expectations were skyrocketed with him, and, and that's to his credit. He was awesome last year. He's really good. He's not going to be great every time. It's just yesterday he wasn't very good, and, and I would expect him in five days to be better than what, he, what, what we saw last night. Danny Mack joining us here on 101 ESPN. Dan, I, I saw a story yesterday from the Washington Post about Rob Manfred having some comments regarding the 16-team postseason and how it's likely to remain beyond 2020. Uh, he added that an overwhelming majority of owners have already endorsed that concept even before the pandemic took place. I'm curious, you you are a baseball lifer. You live and breathe this game. Do you like the idea of even in it. a non-shortened season, you like the 16-game postseason or 16-team postseason? I do. I, I love it, BK. And, you know, I, I was, I, I'm a traditionalist at heart. So when they went to um, interleague play, I was like, ah, I don't know about this. And then I grew to really enjoy it. And then when they went to the wild card, I thought, ah, I don't think this is a good idea. And then when I saw it in play, I thought, man, this is a great idea because – when you think about it, baseball is such a long season, and your team can be out of it, especially prior to the wild card. I mean, your team could be out of it halfway through a season. And you're thinking, you know, what's the motivation as a fan to go to the ballpark? You might go to go watch your favorite player. Your son or daughter may want to go watch Ken Griffey Jr. or Jim Edmonds or whoever that favorite player is or that guy that's pitching. But that's your motivation to go. Or you're just going to enjoy a night at the ballpark. But if you're really there to go see the competition because your team is into it and in the race, that's really fun. There's something on the line. And I think if you add in the the fact that you have something on the line to go to the ballpark for, um, I think if you add more teams into it, I think it's a good thing. I really do. And now 
with what we're seeing in 2020, I think it's a good thing. I, I, I And you know I was saying this even prior to this. I thought when they decided to come back and they got the labor dispute settled, I, one of the first things I said was, man, I'm really disappointed that they didn't add more teams to postseason play, and I bet that they figure this thing out to add more teams into postseason play to add more revenue. And sure enough, they have done that. Not to say I'm a prognosticator on this, but they did it. And I do think it's added to the excitement of what we have here. For instance, the Cardinals, if this would have been what they originally had, they'd be out of it um, with a short runway of, of games left to play. And where they're at in the standings, they'd be out of it. Well, this game today and this doubleheader today means something for both uh, the Cardinals, Milwaukee, Cincinnati still into it. And, yes, these teams are hovering around 500. I don't care. It still means something. The game is going to be watched by a lot of people. That's a good thing for business, and that's a good thing for just, I think, the excitement of the sport. So I'm okay with it. I know traditionalists may not like it, but I think for the excitement of the sport, it's okay to have it. And, you know, baseball's been around forever. It's been over 100 years, and some people may frown upon it, but we have to change. We have to adapt, and I think it's a good thing. Any word, Dan, final thing for you on what the status is for Yadier Molina or Colton Wong going into this one today? I've been digging. Uh, I have made some phone calls to Milwaukee. I've not heard. Um, And it's really tough, BK. You know, that's the one thing I really miss about not being with the team. There are so many things I miss not being around the team. So to answer your question, no. I have dug around. I've made some texts uh, or sent some texts, made some phone calls I have not heard. Um, To the greater picture of not being around the team, these are the things I would find out. You know, it's we can try to call these games off the monitors and – when we're at home, it's a lot easier to call the games, believe me. Um, but that's the beauty of when people say, well, this can be done. You know, it, 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 it can be done. Yeah, we can present the game. Um, it's not easy to do when they're on the road. It's Just trust me, it's not. But these are the little things that we can get that – because I would love to find out about, like, the brawl last night or the near brawl, the socially distanced arguing is what <laughs> I like to call it, um, of, you know, who's talking like, we really don't know who is barking last night. At least I don't. I mean, we can guess that Yachty was upset at, at Player X and maybe Craig Council and Mike Schilt were going back and forth, and um, there's probably other people, John, clearly. But what was the genesis of this? Why Why were they? What was going on? We don't know those kind of things. And where's Wong in his situation, and how bad is the wrist or the hand of Yachty? We, we don't know those things. And I love getting the backstories of players which adds to the broadcast. And, and to me, the game is about the players. Those are the things that we're missing out on this year. And I hope that we get back to that next year because it's very important in a slower-moving game like baseball to find out about the players. The game is about the players, and hopefully we can find out more about the players next year. Well, Dan, we're looking forward to the game tonight, the doubleheader for the Cardinals, a big one with uh, Adam Wainwright on the mound coming up at 4 o'clock. He's the Cardinals broadcaster and host of Scoops with Danny Mac weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right now. He is Danny Mac. Dan, thanks so much for the time, man. We'll talk with you soon. I love being on with you guys, and i got to admit, BK, you're always doing your homework. You and I were going back and forth, firing back texts last night, arguing with each other in a good-natured way. Yeah. Very good-natured uh, way. And we have converted Rivs into being the number one Cardinal fan, which is amazing <laughs> to me. This is true, Danny Mac. You guys have.
You're the biggest. You're the biggest Cardinal fan now, and and we're excited to to understand that you put down a deposit for season tickets next year, which is great. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they let us back in the building, uh, I've got my my season tickets. I'm actually pretty sure he's going to be Fred Bird in Friday Night's Game. From I what I understand, it. I love it. I would take that role in a heartbeat. I was. Do you know that I was Fred Bird one time? No way. Well, well, we all know that Fred Bird is real, but one time when Fred Bird was, we were on a Cardinal caravan, and I said, I want to know what it's like to be Fred Bird, so I decided to do it for one one of the caravan stops. It was amazing. I've always wanted to do that, too. You just get to do whatever the heck you want. It's That's like complete anonymity. Was. It was that I wanted to know how what could I get away with, and you could get away with anything. It was awesome. Disclaimer, do not speak. You're not supposed to do that. That is the one thing you cannot get away with, Jamie. You can't speak, but you can do anything you want. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Dan, enjoy the game tonight, man. We appreciate the time. All right, guys, thanks. You got it. That is Zanny Mac joining us here on 101 ESPN.